Recorded live. Good evening. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name. And we're here tonight to once again talk about the STS program, more affectionately known as the greatest asset protection and privacy program in the world, bar none. And um, we're going to get down to some... um, some nitty-gritty tonight, you know, and we've had the program going for quite some time, and I want to start out by saying, guys, that if you have the program, even from back in 2008 and back then where it just says I have transferred, basically all you've done is transfer your assets to the uh, Specialized Trust Program, STS Program, and and not all of the refinements that we now have and, and the renewals doesn't matter if you have them in your binder or not. If you started your program, understand this, because people always say, well, Mike, so-and-so asked me about my program. First of all, and number one, most importantly, it is not your program. You started a program. Secondly, it is not a trust. It is a private contract. Now, the... um, I've had uh, people that in Canada get, get um, say, well, Mike, how can it be? In, in the U.S., the, the, the private contract is linked directly to the um, Article One, Section 10 of the Constitution, which says that no state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contract, okay? And, um, and, and that's well. And then somebody called me one day and said, Mike, can I get a program here in Canada? And I said, yeah. And fortunately, we held a a uh, seminar in Merrillville, Indiana, just on the south end of Lake Michigan, just south east side of Chicago. And um, even more fortunately, a blessing for me and for, for Bill Tully and a lot of those of us who were at the that particular seminar that night. A little busload of about uh, six or eight or seven or nine or whatever it was drove down from Canada. They drove about 12 hours to get here, and, and I don't remember that to be correct, but I know it was a lot of hours. And kind of like the team leader of that group, was, who is now a very good friend of mine, and, uh, is Lawrence Friesen from Winnipeg, Manitoba. And Lawrence and I, he had such an interest in the program, and he had already a good amount of knowledge based on uh, different things regarding the Constitution and Canadian law and Canadian Constitution. And uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming that Lawrence is on the uh, call tonight. He, he always is, and he, he always, if I get a little bit off track or if I, get, uh, if I make a mistake in something I'm saying, um, he is right there to, to each Monday night to, to get me back on track or to correct me and give me the, the facts of the matter. And um, about two months ago, I've come across several people now, and I'm going to talk about Canada here for a few minutes before we get uh, where we are into tonight's talking points. And um, we got, uh, I started realizing, and I was talking with, with Ed uh, Gilmore, uh, a dear, dear friend of mine now in uh, um, Canada, and a fellow, 
a tax authority. He's the best tax authority I know in Canada. And uh, we were talking just recently, and, and there's a couple clients that I'm writing letters for, which is what we do. But And I expressed, even to Lawrence, which I do quite often, <laughs> I expressed my feelings that CRA was terrible. Well, you guys probably know that already. But but he said, um, and they, they were... They take money out of people's accounts, thousands and thousands of dollars, out of Canadian citizen accounts, or even not Canadian citizen accounts, but even uh, um, Canadian STS clients' accounts. And it just ticked me off more and more. And a couple months ago, I remember he said something, and I just let it kind of skim by, my thought process, but he, uh, that, that brought it back up to me. He said, Mike, they should be sued for what they do. And I thought, of course they should. And guys, we're putting together a new, not new, your program is still right on target. That's the base program. But the letters that we send out from now on, I, I'm, I guess I've played Mr. Nice Guy or soft, nah, I guess softy to an extent, but I just want to, I just assume, and that's one of my one of my problems. I've been told this by people that, that Mike, you're too easy going sometimes, even even when people will will step on your fingers or whatever. And I thought, you know, that's right. I don't care who it is anymore, my friends. I don't care if it's in the U.S. I don't care if it's in Canada. I don't care if it's uh, in Germany or England. Which we also we also have clients. This program is good, not not because of Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution of the United States. I gave it more credit maybe in Canada than it did, although there is an agreement. Lawrence had sent me quite some time ago the, the information, the, the treaty or whichever, whatever it was at the time, the information to, to, um, that linked the STS program, private contract, Article 1, Section 10, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to the, to Canada right through the um, right through the Constitution of the United States, and when I first got that first person from Canada called me, I looked up the Canadian documents, both documents, and I went through them, and there was basically no protection via contract, private contract, in either one of the documents, and that's when I got to know Lawrence, and he started working with me and looking things up. He, for all of you Canadians, he's probably the, the, the person that got you where you're at to protect you. And we've protected a lot of Canadians so far. And when, when they've had attacks against them, blah, 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 they've just, uh, we send them a letter stating that you own nothing, that our clients own nothing. And uh, um, pretty much that's what we hear. There are There have been a few CRA agents recently that, that want to take that on. But what I've determined, and I'm writing the, I'm writing the articles right now, we're going to start right at the beginning. We're not going to, it's going to take a few weeks, a couple months, whatever it might take, maybe even longer, I don't know. But we're going to put this together for you. And each week we're going to, I'm going to have a, a, an article that you'll be able to, to get just by asking for. If you want to do, donate a couple hundred dollars for the, no, never mind, forget it. Um, but if, um, uh, and we're going to start right at the beginning to teach our clients the power of private contract, the power of personal property ownership, the power of equity, which these guys don't like to 
admit is a very real um, item, equity, power, power, power in equity. So what we're doing, I'm start, I've already started it, and um, I've got the titles, uh, the, the chapters titled, and uh, we're going to start, I've already started writing for um, uh, personal property ownership, personal property ownership. Guys, when you own, and what it what it means when you own something as an individual, or if you own something as an entity, a certain entity such as a trust, but not even a trust. We're getting away from that too. I'm gonna you're gonna learn all about it. You're gonna own something um, as an entity, but as a private contract. Wow. And what happens with a private contract? When you own something, that's saying that you can do, if you own personal property. Now, what is the difference between personal property and real property? Real property, uh, in the Webster Law Dictionary, I I did Black's Law for a while, but I I still got it. Um, I forget which edition, three or something like that. But, But... it's very, very, very technical. It's more. It's easier for a lot of people to understand if I use Webster's uh, Law Dictionary. Just as inclusive, but not quite as, um, uh, well, what would you say, not quite as uh, definitive maybe or something, but it gets the point across very easy. And real property is defined in law as land. And, and whatever is on the land, buildings, um, vegetation, trees, there may be a whole orchard of black walnut trees, uh, which a good friend of mine owns or did own in uh, Campobello, uh, South Carolina. And I guess that's quite an expensive tree. She had 27 of them. But anyway, I don't want to get off track. Lawrence will be hollering at me. But guys... Um, when you have, when you own, first of all, the definition, the first part is going to be between the the uh, real property, which is land, anything on it. A lot of times, it's mineral rights as well. What's below the land? So, what's personal property? Personal property, easily defined, is easily defined as anything that is not land. <laughs> now, that's about as simple as you can get. That goes from your from your um, cup and saucer that's in your cupboard to your to your um, vehicles to your investments. My investments might be precious metal, might be um, uh, might be uh, um, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Anything that is not land is personal property. Not defined as land is personal property, and. Um, that makes it very simple, and we're going to start with real property. is is uh, um, It's an an easy item to define, as you've just heard. However, the protective aspects of land is very different between the United States and Canada. And so, we're going to do next week. I will be talking about personal property ownership, and how do you protect personal property? All of the Western Hemisphere countries are bankrupt. We all know that. You've heard me talk about it a number of times. 
And so, so what, what have the banks done? We all heard basically of the bailout, bail-in system. Rather, you can't bail banks out anymore because none of the governments have the money to bail them out. It's that simple. Um, so now they're doing what's known as a bail-in to protect the banks from failing. The governments can take the, the one thing that they have available to them is the cash and the assets of private citizens. And this is going to be defined in the first book as well. So what are private citizens? Okay. If I don't get done with this first part next week, we will have a total question period, and I will have it done by the first Monday in February. Okay. And, and it will all be questions and answers. What's today the 20th? Today's the 23rd. That means next Monday is the 30th. I should have it done, but I may not. And I don't want to start out with just a partial session. And when that when that session when this first um, article is done, as I said, you can you can uh, let us know. I would like a written copy of that. And for those of you that that um, listen to the Monday night calls and have heard this offer, you're going to be able to, to just let us know, and we will have somebody send that to you because it will be all done and printed, and it'll be an email. It's not coming in a nice covered book or anything like that. But we're going to start right at the beginning. And at the beginning, we're going to talk about personal property. And included in personal property uh, will be equity, the value of equity. Equity is considered intangible personal property. And the best way to define that is... is um, the more your your home, real property that you own. It can be in in anything, in vehicles, in investments, anything at all. But we're gonna I'm gonna use the simple example tonight, and that is your home. Most of us have mortgages on our homes, and the mortgage company owns that portion of that home. I'm gonna use all zeros because that's the easiest for me. If your home is worth four hundred thousand dollars and your mortgage mortgage company has a $200,000 mortgage on that house, then they own half of the value of that house at that time. As we all know, property values, real property values, everything's values, goes up and down. Uh, if we buy an investment, our hopes are that it'll go up. If our home, we just hope that it'll uh, stay within our means to pay, and, and we'll live there for many years, or at least until we do make some money. Now, some people buy homes for investment purposes. Anyway, back to the back to the the, the uh, there's two titles to any every item out there has two titles. Many of you have heard me state these things over and over, but from some of the questions I get from from you same people, you don't remember. So pay close attention and I don't mind repeating things, but we're going to get it put in a booklet for our clients only. For clients only, okay? But you can listen and get the same thing, basically, that's going to be in the book. Um, there's legal title to every personal property that's out there, every item. I shouldn't say just for all property, whether it's real property or personal property. There's two titles to everything. There's, there's the legal title, which is whose title on the ownership papers. In other words, of that particular item, this phone that I'm holding. I don't know what it costs, maybe $400 or something, these uh, smartphones. Um, 
the phone, the legal title is mine. Now, you can present legal title two reasons. If it does have a legitimate title, you've got a legitimate title. Otherwise, the ownership can be can be proven by possession. Who has possession of the phone? Okay, possession and title show who legally owns that phone. Now, the other title that's out there is the is the uh, equitable title. Other than the two hundred thousand that that's owned by the mortgage company, and and uh, they have a mortgage which states they their their interest in that house is up to whatever the amount of their mortgage is. In this case, we're using two hundred thousand as the example. So the mortgage company has an example, but now who owns the other portion of that home, which is known as the equity interest? It's intangible. And usually, I'm just going to stay simple tonight. It would be you. You you or you and your spouse bought that, that real property. The mortgage company gave you a certain amount of money to allow you to purchase that home. And then they put up the balance for you and you pay them off in payments. Now, I'm not going to get into this stuff about, well, they never really had the cash, this and that. No, but you, you know, let's be real. You signed a contract with them. And I'm not going to argue with anybody on the computer. I'm just trying to keep this simple. To, to let you know how your assets are being protected. The other half is, is known as equity, equitable title, and and you are making the payments on that every month or whenever, however you pay it. And so that is your portion of what's in that house, of what cash is in that house. If, you, if that house were to sell, keeping it simple for 400000 forget all the real estate commissions and this and that and everything else, if it were to sell for four hundred thousand, two hundred at closing at the title company, there would be a check written to the mortgage company for two hundred thousand dollars, and there would be a check written to you, you and your spouse, for four hundred for two hundred thousand. The balance of the value of that home. Okay, now it's intangible. As I said, you can't go to the bank right now and say I have uh, four hundred. I have. Uh, $200,000 equity on, on my house, I'd like you to give me um, 50000 right now. It's not that tangible. You can take out a, uh, you can take out a, a second mortgage or a, uh, whatever it is where you, you take money if you need it. You get yourself a, I forget what they call it right now. But you, you guys know what I'm talking about, okay? The mortgage company has 200000 but the equity is your other 200000 now. As I get into it, I'm going to have a separation between um, U.S. and Canada because in the U.S., it's much, much easier to deal with equity than it is in Canada. And uh, that's unfortunate, but we're going to learn why uh, because you just don't have as much diversity. You can't just get a, get a second mortgage easily and go in and get money as you need. I know you can, but I mean, uh, so anyway, there just is a difference, and there's a difference in in how real property is owned. Um, real property can be owned by an individual in Canada or it can be owned by a corporation. In the U.S., it can be owned by an individual, it can be owned by a corporation, it can be owned by a trust, which it cannot be owned by a trust in Canada. It has to be owned by a corporation uh, if you're going outside of yourselves and uh, to try and give it a little protection. So that's where that's where ownership comes in in the U.S. and Canada, and we'll talk more about the uh, uh, protective values of that in just a little bit. 
But but as the um, two major differences between the two countries, and it's not a, it's the way it's been for a long time in in both countries. I'm not making this as a, it's um, um, it doesn't it's not good or bad. It's what we're used to in our different countries. But in the U.S., you can transfer into a trust, the most powerful asset privacy and protection document in the world, or and you, and you don't pay any taxes at the time. You pay taxes on the back end when the property is sold. In Canada, it uh, if there's a change of ownership, um, titled ownership, then the, excuse me, the taxes have to be paid right then and there. Transfer tax, it's called. But that's part of what we're going to get into more more solidly and deeper. So we'll move on from there. After ownership of the uh, of, re, of personal property. Um, we can go to um, what am I trying to think of here we can go to um, the uh, protective value of personal property real property I just explained a little bit of how it's protected let me take a swallow of water here got a bit of the hiccups there so had to do a swallow of water. So anyway, my friends, this is uh, this is what what gets me with the STS program. Um, okay, the sound I guess is okay. Um, anyway, and with our program of privacy and protecting. Now let's get back up a little bit to what these countries can do with regard, especially regarding the bail-in. My friends, because they're bankrupt, the bankrupt trustee always sets somebody up out there. And in this case, you are a citizen of the U.S. You are a citizen of Canada. You are a citizen of Australia, England, Germany, Italy, Spain, whatever it might be. Basically, the world, uh, or or rather the Western Hemisphere countries. You are, um, as a citizen, of that particular country, anything you own can be taken from you because in regard, basically the government owns what you think you own, okay? So that's as a citizen, and they can take anything you've got, okay? They've, um, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a bank account, whether it's your home, uh, whether it's your vehicle, whether it's your investments, if it's in your name, as a citizen, the governments have the right through the new bail-in structure to to take what you, well, they've had the right to do it anyway, but now it's just more up front. They can take what you have, basically cash, the cash values in your insurance companies, which may include an annuity or so, your investments, um, cash value in anything you have, they can take the cash out of it, Okay. We've already had a few clients that that's happened to. And uh, the purpose of putting it into the STS program, the the foremost purpose of that move, and that doesn't matter if you're in the U.S. or Canada. They've already taken it from Canada, from uh, clients in both both countries, from a couple of our clients. They can come and they, they don't have to give you notice. They don't have to give you any payback time because they're more likely will not pay you back. You are a citizen. You owe them. What you own is also theirs, okay? If nothing else, my friends, that is the foremost reason 
to get property into the STS program, especially while it's so cheap. Okay? <laughs> Just teasing. And it is, by, by the fact, by, it, as a matter of fact, it is very cheap in regards to the only other alternative you've got is what an attorney will set up for you in either the U.S. or Canada or any other country. They will set up what they call an asset protection program, and generally all the countries have them. The Western Hemisphere countries have corporations and partnerships and 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 all these different things, uh, um, trusts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you go to an attorney who is taught statutory law, they don't have much of a clue, most of them, the overwhelming majority of them don't have a clue about um, common law, which is the power in a common law trust, which is what the STS program um, creates for our clients. You give up total ownership in your assets, but you retain control of your assets. Okay, You retain control and that's exactly what we do so you're the the assets you've got now instantly as quick as you send in an application and we receive it at the at whatever time and date is on that that fax or that email your assets are protected they're no longer owned by a citizen you you've given up all ownership they are now protected by a contract trust okay they're now protected by a contract trust. And that's the big, that is the, the most powerful, powerful thing in the world when you're trying to protect what you've worked already a lifetime or pretty close. Some of you worked a lifetime and are retired already and you're, you're planning on your retirement assets, whether it's cash, whether it's uh, gems, whether it's um, uh, real prop, uh, not, yeah, real property or, or whether it's, um, you know, precious metals, doesn't matter what it is. Old vehicles, gun collections, doesn't matter, my friends. They can, if it's owned in your name, they can take it all. They cannot take it in a pure contract trust. The only reason trust is in there, and that's from the, the, the Rockefeller file, um, is because we use trustees. Trusts are the most powerful, um, protective, and, and protective uh, privacy and, and outright protective documents there are. They started back in the feudal England times, and the people would give their assets to the, to the church to hold for them in case they got killed or died or whatever. And uh, But we, can, we still, we've learned now to use it in conjunction with contract laws throughout the Western Hemisphere countries. I'm not, I doubt very much. Well, I know. One way I doubt. Saudi Arabia, uh, I would say Syria, I would say a lot of Lebanon probably has them because they're a, uh, basically a Christian nation. But um, countries like that, they don't have these laws that we've got. And the contract law has been around a long time, and trust law has been around even longer, okay? So that's why we, we combine the two. And they've combined the two, the super wealthy, when they put this together back in 1827, starting with the uh, Massachusetts Trust, and then uh, a number of years later it became known as a business trust. And, and the, the, the history of these will be in the articles we're putting out, but I'm just giving you a, a synopsis of what's being prepared for you now. 
because a lot of people that have got this program, they don't have a clue, but they want the opportunity to learn somewhere. And it's, it's, uh, we're going to, we're going to do something with the letters. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I'm going to teach somebody the program well enough that they can answer the questions with the letters we have. These letters will basically be, and they'll be speaking for themselves. They'll understand them the moment we get them. But right now we send out a letter to protect our assets. And that letter goes to whoever is attacking you, whether it's a creditor, whether it's an attorney because of a, a business failure or a car accident or something, whether it's a government agency, or whether it's the infamous taxing authorities, uh, IRS or CRA. Guys, we're not going outside. Matter of fact, we're following the law, and now we're going to be following it to an even greater extent, okay? Um, because we use just the law. Believe it or not, some of these agents for the taxing authorities and government authorities and even some lawyers, if they can get away with it, or creditors, they don't always go by the law. You know, I want a company out there that I can... I can I can back up anything I'm telling to to a, an attacker's representative or attorney or to a government agent or to a tax tax agent, and I did. I was in Salt Lake City a year and a half or so ago, two years maybe, because one of our clients did misuse the trust, and I had to go in front of a grand jury to support and tell the grand jury exactly what it was. That, that this client, whether or not this client did something right or wrong. And it was obvious to me, and I wasn't going to let my program that I've worked so many years to, to gain some respect being tore up by one client that wanted to cheat. Okay? Now, both of these attorneys ran out of questions. They first tried to say, well, you, your program, in other words, it helps people uh, cheat on their taxes. I said, no, it doesn't. You guys, remember this. We do not do taxes. And that's exactly what I told them. I said, we just put this program together. Is there anything illegitimate about the trust we've put together? And they, they had seen it. And, well, no. Uh, okay, is there anything uh, that we that we say that, that um, gives people... And the one guy said, well, um, let's see, what is it? Um, oh, you help people avoid taxes then. I said, no, I don't. But I said, even if I did, tax avoidance isn't, I mean, as long as you do it legally, what's what's legal in the Constitution now? And I don't want to hear anything by the, I, I spent four years and I've got my true, um, I've got my two, help me out, Lawrence, what is a straw man? I've got my two, I've got an original straw man with a wet signature from the Secretary of the U.S. Treasury, uh, when he was secretary, and that was O'Neill, Paul O'Neill. Um, so, with that being said, hold on one second. Let me get my screen back up here again. All right. Um, Paul O'Neill was the, uh, it took me about eight or nine months, so I know Freedom Club at one time was saying, we'll have you a, um, we'll have you a straw man in 30 days. Impossible. Absolutely impossible. Um, but anyway, I just, let them push it. I did tell some of the people that asked me, they said, Mike, is that true? Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to help somebody, especially when it might get them hurt. I won't lie anyway, but I don't want anybody hurt here. So anyway, now this is this is where we're at. We've got everything owned 
you gave up ownership to a contract to a a uh, a contract in trust form you gave it up legally and that's the first part and very key it's absolutely 100% legal what we do you can do whatever you want with whatever property you own okay ownership back to ownership you can do whatever you want with the property you own you can gift it, you can donate it, you can sell it, you can assign it, you can do you can burn it, you can throw it in the garbage, you can give it to a friend. You can do whatever you want as long as nobody else has a lien or something against it already. And see that's the if you're one of the people that that are are reactive, in other words somebody attacks you and then you try to make the moves to to make it uh, to do something good with it. You're living a loser's life, my friend. If you wait for the CRA or the IRS to attack you, you're living as a loser You get if you don't have this program first. Nobody else has it. We've got a trademark. We've got it. Um, it's a registered uh, uh, not corporation. It's a, it's a whatever. You know what I mean? At least it's a trademark. They, they can't do it. We can do it. And, and I haven't talked to anybody else that even begins to come close to what I know about this program. Okay, so I can act on your behalf. Um, i got to get somebody trained and up there so they can do it too because I just can't answer all the letters we've got in here now. And uh, But anyway, guys, the, the, when you it's the instant we receive your application, all of your property is instantly owned by Trust One. The first trust you name on your application, whatever the name you gave that first trust, that's your Trust One, and everything is owned by that trust instantly okay you do not own it anymore and there's case law that, that I have and I've used it with attorneys that said that's impossible uh, see in statutory law it doesn't matter what country it is the trustees are considered the owners of the property the trustees are the owners of the property that's why they can come remember everything anything you own they can take from you. So if you have a living trust and a statutory living trust or a crummy trust or a charitable remainder trust, whatever, and you're the trustee, you're the owner, I can take it from you, okay? If I if I have a high enough judgment against somebody, I've never sued anybody in my life, but I'm, I'm just talking, you know. Um, whoever had a, has a suit against you, they can, if they get a million-dollar lawsuit and you have a million dollars worth of assets, they're gone. And guys... For a few thousand dollars, and and the attorneys charge twenty five to fifty thousand dollars to put you into what they call an asset protection program. They put you into uh, maybe a corporation that creates an LLC, that creates a, a statutory trust, da 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 da. Um, whatever they they try to they put you into statutory entities. You are the owner. If you, if it's an LLC, you are the member of that LLC, the member is the shareholder of that um, LLC, no, excuse me, yeah, it is the owner, Share, uh, the member of that LLC, you are the owner of the property, so they can take it out of your LLC. If you have it in a statutory trust, you are the trustee. In statutory law, the trustees are considered the owners of the property. Okay, so we're going to put. I'm putting all of this together in a in a, in a series of articles, and um, as we go through the weeks, as I have an article ready, I will jump on that. And the first article is 
privacy and protection of your trust. Where it all starts, it starts with a signature, and it starts with a private contract, of which both parties agree to certain items. You agree to give up all your assets in return for trust certificates. Now, don't just think that these trust certificates, I got a million dollars worth of assets, and all I get are these certificates in return. Yeah, you do. And those certificates are very, very powerful. Okay? And But most importantly, here, here's the important part, guys. When I've talked with attorneys and stuff, and, and basically out of the seven or 800 lawsuits that have been filed against our clients in the last number of years, They've been dropped within two years, within two weeks. You never hear them because when they hear, remember, every basically every lawsuit is based on a financial reward for the person filing the suit. So, and and they base getting this reward because they've had an asset for an asset investigator check out your assets. They know that you have a house that has you've got such and such a mortgage on it, which they know the approximate value of the house by checking properties that have sold recently in the area of your house. So they get an idea what it's worth. They know what your vehicles are worth. They know what you've got. They know what your investments are. If you've got stocks, bonds, mutual funds, if you've uh, if you've purchased uh, gold or silver lately, if you've purchased um, who knows what, maybe currency, maybe uh, uh, gems, they know. just accept this fact. They know everything about you. In a few minutes, I'm going to start taking questions off the off the computer. So don't don't um, don't give up hope. <laughs> but it's very important to understand um, what I'm talking about tonight. I want you to understand this program once and for all. And if I get somebody that's as good as me, I'll pay you ten grand a week just to answer questions. I'm teasing. Don't anybody put that down in their diary. Mike will pay me ten. Anyway, um, so anyway, once you transfer everything. Everything you want, unless it's something you specifically keep out of the trust, which I don't know why anybody would do that. There's no logical, reasonable reason to do that. You want everything owned by a trust. That's how the super wealthy do it. They'll tell you in the Rockefeller file. The key to the system is to give up ownership and retain control. And we even I even take it a step further. When I got into putting this thing together finally after six or seven years of research, I realized you don't know how to protect yourself, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to become a a um, trustee, a non-voting trustee on every trust that goes out because I do know how to protect you. I do know how to shut these people down, and um, I don't care if it's a, an attorney. By the way, they they gave a little hint of who the uh, Trump's appointed uh, Supreme Court justice might be. Uh, they gave it a little hint tonight on the news. And uh, um, anyway, he's getting there. So anyway, guys, everything is owned by the trust. Now, here's a, here's a key point. Here's why they can't do anything. Because that trust is a contract. It is a, it is a separate entity. The trustees, as it says on your certificate, if you haven't read the certificate, shame on you. That's a powerful one-page uh, item. I'm so dry tonight. So anyway, um, it says right on the right on the certificate, you own nothing. You control nobody as a certificate holder. You control nobody as a trust. As, uh, you control nobody that has to do with the trust. 
Now, that's one of the, the first hat you wear is as a contractor, the person that, that starts the trust. The second, the second hat you wear is possibly then as a, uh, you, you list on your application who you want as suggested trustee. You pick the names of trust one. The second item in the STS program is an, is an Indiana LLC, and we're changing that in Canada. It will be a Canadian corporation. And the third item in the, in the STS program will be Trust Two, of which you can also appoint yourself, um, and you and your, you and your spouse can be the appointed, appointed, not owner, but appointed trustees. Not creator, rather, but owner. See, a created trustee is is a statutory entity. That's when, when you create the trust, you are the grantor. And as a grantor, let's use the peer trust, um, excuse me, not the peer trust, let's use the living trust as an example. As the grantor or the settler or the creator, even, uh, as, as one of the, they're all one and the same, um, you appoint the trustees. You appoint the manager of the LLC and you appoint, well, you appoint the trustees for the first trust and for the second trust and you appoint the administrator can be yourself, which we highly recommend, especially in the beginning, or it can be somebody else. As you get older, you may want to uh, kind of retire and, and set up an agreement, whereas you get X number of dollars a month or whatever, and you appoint your kids or, uh, as the uh, trustees or managers or administrators, okay? It's all in your control. Nobody has any control except you. I'm a non-voting trustee. The only thing I or somebody else We've got a couple of people right now that can probably do it. But but you appoint yourselves as initial trustees, et cetera, et cetera. But in that living trust, you're considered the owner. So if somebody sues you for any reason, um, they can take everything you've got. That's the key thing to understand. Your trust can be sued, and um, you've got no protection at all. No privacy because it is transferred then to an LLC, of which the um, with the right to know acts, in all the major countries, it's a uh, it's a it's a uh, it's an item that that you um, uh, have to uh, create, and you you do the appointing, okay? But you're only an appointed trustee, so I can I can uh, I can I can't go after you, okay? I just had something that that caught my attention and threw me off track for a second there. So, my friends, you get it into the trust. The trust, there's case law that says this is the in trust, in a contract trust. And there's, there's uh, certain components that make it a legal trust. But in a contract trust, it is the owner of the entities. It is the owner of what it what what assets it has. Okay, the trust is the owner. You won't find that anywhere else. That's what makes it. That's another one of the things that makes it so powerful. You're an appointed trustee, and it says on the certificates and on the contract, you have no ownership in the assets inside this trust. You have no control over the trustees. The trustees have the control. They can do anything that's that's legal and and. Uh, they can do anything that's legal, anything. They can change items. They can do whatever. They can buy and sell property. And you know what, guys? You never go through probate, which is one of the most abusive, or death tax is one of the most abusive things in the United States. And I, I know Canada has it too. 
you get out from under probate. Every trust basically does that. But in statutory trust, like a living trust, uh, it goes to from you, somebody else becomes the probate, and eventually somebody will pay the piper and pay the taxes. Okay? So, with that being said, you know, I do see something here. It says new world owner. I'm not even going to glance at that anymore until I get into that. And someday maybe we'll get into a, a conversation about that. Um, they've got they've got their heels knocked out from under them a little bit here. But anyway, guys, so once you get it into the trust, they can sue you all they want. They can do it. You don't own anything. You own nothing. And that's why they drop. They're not going to put their time and energy and funds into something that they're not going to a lawsuit that they're not going to get anything out of. Um, okay, Mr. IRS agent, uh, I owe you four hundred thousand. Okay, I, I don't own anything, but but uh, let's see. I earn as a as a trustee, I earn um, six hundred a month. I can pay you probably twenty dollars a month for however long it takes to pay off the four hundred thousand. And they can't do anything about it. They can try, but that's where we're getting tougher. And, and with the last few minutes I have here. At uh, 9 o'clock, I'm going to Eastern. I'm going to um, answer some questions, and, and then uh, I'll take any questions you may have, but I'll talk more about this next week, okay? Um, they can't take anything from you. You own... Uh, I'm a very big believer, I'll tell you that right now, so don't even get into that. And um, so, uh, um, anyway... The trust owns everything. They would have to have a reason to, the, to sue the trust to get anything out of the trust. And that's why we put no vehicles in there. We put nothing in the trust one uh, through contract that would, that would um, create or generate a lawsuit. Okay? We're, you're protected all the way. And finally, don't take this lightly, but finally, to protect your whole program, we put a lien a UCC lien or a PPSA lien, and there's some other things that Lawrence has in Canada that we're going to be adding to everything pretty soon here. But we put liens against the trust, and we're in primary position because we're the first lien. Guys, prior to you starting a program, you don't have a reason, you don't have a trust, let alone a reason to sue the trust. But anybody and everybody can sue you. You're sitting out there like a big big red nose on a drunk. You know, you, They know right where you're at. Guys, if, if you, for estate planning purposes, if you don't have this program, if you're unable financially, I can see that. If you know people that, need, that, that have homes, that have investments, that have maybe nothing more than the equity in their home, but that may be a couple hundred thousand dollars. That may, what if it was 50000 would you just give 50000 to somebody on the street? Of course you wouldn't. You want to protect what you've got. It's just a, a bad way of living your life not to be protected. And it's because it can be protected now. Because of my research for seven or eight years, starting back in 98, 99, guys, we can protect everything you've got through this program. And um, that's the starting point, protecting your personal property, getting to know and understand equity, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, more next week on that. Final on, on uh, protecting personal property next week. I am going to scan up here a little bit and see what questions we have. Um, not hearing you did the sound get better to just on my end. 
hearing fine here. Okay, let me go back down and start with the questions we've got here. Let's see. Uh, okay, it's from Jerry. Good info. I'll talk to you later. We've got Hildy. Would it be an idea to save your time to put everyone who has the program onto a group mailing list? We'll do that when we get ready. But I want people that, that even maybe for whatever reason they can't get their program right yet, they can listen to it and learn about it here. They can listen to it again and again. But, but as far as a written um, little booklet like, that's for the clients, okay? Um, Minnesota gal, doing a great job of simple definitions. Thank you. It's my pleasure and my um, my uh, honor to be able to share what I've learned with you people. And I've had a lot of people help me with this, both in the U.S. and Canada. And um, guys, as I put everything together with the, the laws that we 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 enact them to, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you understand it. Okay. Uh, let's see. The New World Order is owned at CO6 state UCC doc filing numbers, blah, 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 named in Psalms, my roost hair, and hair. Um, Jehovahson, I, um, I know there's a, talks about a new world order, but then um, that's your interpretation. Uh, things can be changed. You know, one king of Israel was given an additional 15 years to live. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to get into a, a spiritual or ecclesiastical argument about it, but I have different feelings about it. I feel that, um, anyway, guess 27. Does the trust have the right to give funds to the manager to buy vehicles in their name? Absolutely. It would be a waste to, if you just put money in there. And, you know, Bill Tully talked about it once, and when I see him in a few days, I'm going to have to ask him because he put it so perfectly and understandably about the super wealthy never lose a thing. If you're going to have things taken away from you through a lawsuit or probate or whatever, you'll never get really rich. You'll never pass a good estate down the road. Um, they never lose anything. That's why their money grows so exponentially, okay? Guess 27. The trust does have the right. You can take a salary as a as a manager. And let me mention something else that is a powerful, powerful benefit. A guy just brought it up to me the other day. We're working with him now to get it all set up right. But he says, I, I, um, I've got an inheritance. This fellow had an inheritance, but he's on Social Security, and he's afraid he would be taxed like crazy. Listen to this, everybody on the call tonight. It is so powerful. You can only earn about fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars a year, um, and anything beyond that, you're taxed at about fifty-five. I know what it was. One of the um, um, accountants that works with us for his clients brought this back up to me. I had forgot about it. Guys, you take you any other money you take beyond that, you're taxed at about fifty-five percent. I think somewhere like that. So you're getting clobbered. There's no reason really to go out and work and earn extra money, and yet you need money. You need more money. If you if you have the program and you earn the other money through your LLC or your trust as a, as a K-1 distribution, you owe no taxes 
on that money. I mean, you owe taxes on, but it's not it's not linked to your K one at all. The taxes are minimal, and I don't know what they are exactly. I forgot now. But I, when Bill first told me that, and I was at a seminar when I heard him talking, taking his part about the taxes, I said, Bill, afterward, I said, Bill, is that true? And he says, yeah, it's a K-1 distribution. It, it does not affect your Social Security income one bit. If you get your 14000 and you earn another 75000 through the trust or through the LLC, it is not does not affect your Social Security income whatsoever. It's a very small tax on it, whether it's a... Uh, capital gain or whatever it is, it's not 55%. It's about you know 20%, 15%, whatever it is. Guys, what a how many people are on Social Security in the U.S. and tax in Canada? Powerful, powerful um, stuff. Okay, so um, that is one of the tremendous. If you have any type of, you have your Social Security or SPP, I think it is in Canada, guys. You can't do without this program. It saves you tens of thousands of dollars. Okay? Um, let's see. Does a trust give the right to give funds? Yep. And you are paid as a, you can pay yourself as a trustee, as a manager, whatever you need. Okay? Ceases to equate at all. Okay? Trust. Um, okay. Jehovenson, I'm going to tell you, this is a very legitimate program. Uh claiming my money. Okay. Um, speaks for we the people. Okay. Um, I don't know about all you're trying to get across to me, and I'm not going to... I am straw man redemption, Jubilee. Okay. I studied that for four years. I, I researched it. So um, our program is very simple. Well, you're putting a lot of stuff out there that I'm not paying any attention to. Um, <laughs> if that's what you believe, fine. God bless you, and have a great life. This stuff is for the average man living an average life. Okay. Um, let's see. Do you have time to explain the five essential elements to the of the STS trust? Hello, Missouri Republic. Thank you. And as I told everybody, I spent a lot of years with basically no income researching all of this. I've had a number of people, especially attorneys, asking me, um, what are the five elements? What are the five components of a contract trust? And my response is always the same. I've had two attorneys try to steal it already. As soon as Coca-Cola gives up there, um, gives up there, I'm going to stop this guy. Okay, he's done. Um as soon as Coca-Cola gives up their secret, I will be more than happy to give up my secret. Okay, what I've what I've put long hours in learning about. And remember, for everybody that starts this program, you're getting proprietary information here. You don't have the right to give it or share it with anybody uh, without our permission. I mean, you, you can share it on a need-to-know basis with your attorney or with your tax, you naturally with your tax fellow. But uh, after that, guys, it is um, our program. And if we catch anybody, which I caught those two attorneys, and they will never again mention the contract trust as our purpose of it, or they won't be attorneys anymore. And uh, anyway, we took care of that little situation. So anyway...
Now, we got some questions that came in. We've got a little time left to do it. And if you have any more questions on the uh, computer, by all means, give, uh, type them in and I will answer them for you. Hello, Michael. IRS officer so-and-so from Lee Summit, Missouri, showed up at my daughter's house yesterday while she was at work. She lives near Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mention that. Um, he left his business card stuck in her front door with a note to call him between. Guys, you don't have to talk with these guys. Most of them are revenue agents, and they're at the bottom of the totem pole. However, send me what they, what they send you, what they leave on your doorstep, whatever, and I will. You don't know enough. You don't, you don't have the, the right or the authority to say a word to a revenue agent, U.S. or Canada, guys. You, you send me what they send you. I am the trustee, and that's why I'm in there. I am the trustee that, um, that answers these guys through email. And I have already talked to your daughter, sir, and let her know that, first of all, she, as a matter of fact, I called her, and she, I didn't like what I saw on that. None of the items in there belong to your STS program. She has her own um, LLCs, et cetera, et cetera, and I will tell, be telling her in the next day or so what to do to um, how to answer that particular letter because it's, it's, they are her items. They don't belong to our program at all. She has zero protection in them because they're not listed on the program. So, but it should be all right because it seems she, she's confident that she has no problem with her taxes. Okay. Now, let's see. What do I get in here? Hildy, on behalf of everyone who has the program, Thanks so very much for all your hard work, as well as Lawrence, Patty, et cetera. Yes, well, thank you. It's nice to hear that once in a while, guys. It's, um, and I don't even think about it. I really don't. To me, it's what I do. It's what God gave me to do. And, um, and when God gives you something to do, you don't, um, we all know who tried to run away and didn't want to do what God told them. And that's Jonah. Just one of them is Jonah. Okay? And I have, I would, I, if, if I ran away from this, job, I would never get in a boat again in my life, which I don't get in a boat very often anyway, but um, God has made it so interesting for the people I've met across the U.S., across Canada, and in different countries because of this program, and, and he's He's helped me with finding the people that helped me take this out of the, um, um, got no idea about it, program list, and put it into Talk to this person. Talk to this professor. Talk to this attorney. He'll help you where, where you need case law or you need uh, just um, law. So I appreciate it. and thank you, Hildy, for that. I, it really comes in handy when you when you know that something is people are getting something out of it and they're they're getting through this. So anyway, thank you, Hildy. Let's see. I heard that you had all. I heard that you have a form already to go to go, all ready to go. All I have to do is put my trust name in and send it off to Canada Revenue. Can you please, guys, don't, and this is for you, you don't know any better, but never, never, never speak anything. You're going to say the wrong things. You'd be amazed how many people. We were very lucky that we we protected them because they they said all the wrong things. You don't, you say, hey, I can't, I, I, I've signed an oath of uh, privacy. I can't, uh, I can't give, uh, 
give uh, any information out on that trust. The trustee is Michael Tru- Michael Clark, and we've got the letter. You, if you get, if somebody comes after you, you send me a copy of their attack letter, as we call it. You email it or fax it to me, and I will send them the letter. That's my job. Okay, I don't say the wrong things. I say the things that that I can back up by U.S. or Canadian law, and keeping in regards to all the treaties and et cetera, et cetera, that we have between the two countries, and I will, um, we will get it taken care of. We'll get that letter off to him for you. Uh, okay, Firefox. Michael, I have a trust that was established with a bank. Oh, statutory garbage. It has zero protection. As follows, name of trust followed with following a living trust. Yes, it's a living trust. Living trust has... And when I used to do estate planning and financial planning, the, we use living trusts all the time because I didn't know about the, the contract trust. The living trust has one purpose, to avoid probate. It has zero asset protection. Somebody can sue your estate when you pass away, and they can take everything in that living trust. Okay, Firefox? As part of a name on checking account. Sure, yeah. You Just remember, you have zero privacy. Um and you have zero protection. I can get in because of the Right to Know Act, and I can I can find out what's in the trust. I can sue the trust for, uh, you know, I've got up to 18 months to prove why I need to sue that trust. Wait a minute, I think of something else. Maybe it's six months. Maybe it's 18. I don't know. But I can walk up and, and not knowing you in the least if there's a when you go to probate, and I can contest your will. And that's for everybody, U.S. and Canada. That will can be protest. Uh, um, it can be. Uh, <laughs> I, I can hold up the probate. I just said that word. How did I forget it so bad? Um, contested. I can contest your will. Okay. Um, yeah, I can take everything that's in that checking account, my friend. I can freeze that checking account. I can do whatever I have to. And I've got so many months, quite a few months, to, to give the reason why. And what? And there's people that make a living with this. They'll watch who died. They'll go to the company. They'll, find, they'll contest the uh, thing, and they don't have to tell why. But they'll hold up your um, probate and everybody getting what they're supposed to get from the deceased. And maybe some people need it very bad. I, I've got some very bad stories about that, okay, um, where people have had to bring their kids out of college. They've lost their homes and everything because people contested their their um, their probate. Okay, vehicles and homes owned by the LLC, right? No vehicles owned by anything. Vehicles are owned in your name. All of my vehicles are owned in my name. So what if somebody sues me? But we've got the vehicle lien and the vehicle lien uh, removal in the trust documents. If you've got a trust and you don't have that in yours or you lost it or whatever, uh, let us know. We will We will take care of everything for you. We will get you a copy sent right to you, you and you take it to the DMV in your area and you fill it all out. It's a very simple thing to do. Basically, you just have to put down the, the year, make, and model and VIN of, your, of the vehicle and go to the um, Department of Motor Vehicles in your area and uh, tell them, hey, my trust gave us X number of dollars, whatever you put on the amount you want on the lane. Don't get ridiculous. Don't go above what the car is worth and uh, what the vehicle's worth, and uh, they'll file it and send it back with uh, a lien on it from your trust one. So guess what? Guess who's in total control right now? You are as a, an appointed trustee. Okay? 
let's see. It's a part of the name. Let me check. You got to get rid of that. You've got to. You've got to do you and your family uh, for your retirement, for your kids, for whatever. You've got just for your existence. You've got to start an. Uh, an uh, you've got to start a. Uh, STS program, my friend. Um, okay, and if you're in the U.S., we do have a, have financing available for you. Okay, uh, simply touch base with me on my email address, which is get ready, Hilda. If you would please type it in, M P G Protect at AOL.com. M P G Protect at AOL.com. Okay. Let's see. Guest 27, Mike. Last week you mentioned fraudulent conversion. It's fraudulent conveyance, okay? It's fraudulent. Yeah, you're right. I might have said the, the wrong word. Last last week, I think the uh, one pain pill I'm taking, and I only take one, and it's the lowest dose that you can get. I'm not a believer in pain pills. I have a very high pain uh, resistance and um, pain, t- pain tolerance, rather. And I was, uh, I know I was, Tired last week. I knew what I was saying and everything, but I was just very, very tired. So I might have said conversion. Thank you for pointing that out to me. We got your back on definitions. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, let's see. Hilly just printed on the on the um, computer my my personal email address. I mean, I'm going to go to Gmail. I think though, um, getting too many garbage stuff on the AOL account. Let's see, Firefox. Michael, I have an STS trust, but lady at bank made it read your STS trust number one followed by it. Get her to take that off of there. You can have it on there, but that's you tell her that's not the, that's not the name of your trust. You're the name of your trust. You don't have to point out to the whole world what it is. You just tell her it's whatever the name your trust one is, that's what you want on there. And we've got, she says, well, that can't be done. These bankers are the... You've heard me say it before. They are the dumbest um, professionals, in my opinion, because they know just a little bit. They're taught to open a checking account. Now they think they know everything financial. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, let's see. Yes, 24. Go to protonmail.com. Forget about Gmail. I'll look at both. I'll have my IT person give me his suggestions as well. Okay. Let's see. we got a couple more questions here. Um, but anyway, our form, we use it, I fill it out, I send it off on your behalf. You, all you, any, to anybody, if you get attacked by anybody, immediately send me the email or fax me the page you got, the attack page you got. I will contact those people on your behalf, okay? Um, let me get a little drink here. Mike, my wife is applying for state and local benefits. She has dementia and I am her representative. We are now at the stage of where they want financial info, etc., banks income. My plan is to give them only the name of my trust one, with your name as the trustee. Is this correct while giving you contact info? That is absolutely perfect. You've got it. Now, here's a man that knows what he's doing. And I've told them no income, assets, a thousand dollars in cash for personal use. I fully now remember. They know you have to. All, everybody remember. They 
they know you have to purchase groceries, you have to purchase personal items, you maybe may have a few other bills. So make sure you've got an income that at least corresponds um, with what you with what you uh, put on your papers. Okay, whether you get so much, and, and also if you go to um, you, you better get everything done. Get your uh, uh, get your assignment of income done. Get all the pages on all the documents uh, signed. Uh, get everything done. Okay, but you've done perfect. Only thing I would maybe oh assets of one thousand. Yeah, make sure you show enough income or savings that you have uh, earn income from the trust or from wherever uh, the LLC that you you have. But you've done you've got it you've got it down pat, my friend. Uh, okay, Ken, thanks for sharing that with us. My car that I purchased in my name is paid off, and I'm going to put a lien on the car in the trust name. What is the figure I use on the paperwork? Um, assume what the, what the value of your car is. I wouldn't take the highest. I wouldn't take, uh, take something maybe a little lower than the highest value of your car. Um, if it's still very, very, very clean, then fine. Put the highest value on there. But, you know, just put whatever you want. There's no certain amount. When you fill out the, and I sent you the lien, when I answered that for you today, I sent you a copy of the lien, just set it back, uh, get it back to them. Um, is it the value of the car a little more, or 125% of the value? You know, they can look up the value of any car they need. So so I would stay at the most at the, uh, at maybe the extra clean value they have in the blue books, whether it's U.S. or Canada. Um, don't look like you're trying to cheat somebody. You don't have to cheat anybody with this program. It is so powerful, my friends. Um, it is so powerful that you're going to have savings that you've never had before um, in many things. And um, the main, the main thing here, here's here's what, what I'm going to finish up with tonight. Do. Get the trust put together, every I dotted, every T crossed, every I dotted. That's not dotted, that's dotted. And um, every I dotted prior to, uh, as quick as you can, within the first two weeks at the very least, everything done. That means you have to get all the, the trust one, the LLC, or the, or the um, corporation, Canadian Provincial Corporation, or... The um, and, not or and trust to get every every place you have they, their, your name is printed there. You um, you get somebody to, to you get those all signed. Okay. Secondly, you 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 get the assignments of income done. Okay. You get the assignments of income done, um, and you have to have one for every source of income. It, whether it's if you're still working fine, you have to have it for your salary. You're, now you don't turn this in. Don't people have made the mistakes of sending it to the IRS, sending it to CRA, sending it to whoever. Guys, until you're attacked, the privacy, the the the, the um, keep it in just so you're the only one that knows about it, or you and your spouse. Okay, they don't have to know about it. Somebody tries to garnish your wages or something, then you go down, take a copy to your whoever your boss is, and um, then you would send a copy to the uh, 
uh, for your Social Security or RRSP or RSPP, I'm not sure which it is, um, then you make people aware that, hey, and it'll be through the trust that you make them aware. You send them a copy of the um, assignment of income and you get that done ASAP. You say, well, Mike, I'm only, I'm only 43. I, I don't need a garnishment. Mean, yes, you do. Guys, the, the, the dates that are on these notary, notaries and commissioner of oaths and stuff like that, whoever does that, that date they put on there is extremely powerful. That's why I say as soon as you get your I don't care. I don't care if you're 21. Get it done. It's there done. You, you, every date that goes by then is, a, is an insurance policy in your favor insurance in your favor from the trust and from the LLC. Nobody can say, well, he hasn't, doesn't have his five years look back or this or that. But, um, and guys, let me tell you also, uh, well, that, okay, that was uh, getting everything signed, getting your assignment of incomes done, um, get the pictures taken. You can either, you can either list everything in written form, every cup and saucer, or you can take pictures. You stand in one corner of the living room and take a picture. You go to the opposite corner and you take a picture. You go to the bedrooms. You go to the kitchen. You go to the dining room. You go to the library, to the den, to the great room, wherever you go. You go out in the, in the, out in the shed and you take a picture of all your lawn and garden equipment. You, if you have some specialty um, items that you've bought, you, you, you lay them out very nice on a, on a, on a sheet, on a table, wherever. And take pictures if you're if the spouse if the the wife has some or some jewelry I don't care how expensive it is or not you take pictures of it or the husband if he's got some jewelry take pictures of it if you've got antique um, pieces whether it's uh, you know plates and those things or a baby grand piano if you baby have a baby grand piano I'll give you my address that you can put in your will because I helped you all these years um, but anyway. See what I'm saying? Get everything protected. I've come across so many people that have said, Mike, the IRS is after me. Mike, the, the CRA is after me. Mike, the, this person is after me. I'm being sued by that person. Um, um, don't spit in their face because they really get ticked and <laughs> they can't do anything. But, but um, And then we get together and put everything. I said, okay, send me the attack letter. I get the attack letter. Send me, um, you have all the pictures of all your items. And I want you to take them. When you originally take them, take them with a camera with a date on it. And that's also going to be good in case you have a theft in your house or if something as unfortunate as a fire happens. You've got the pictures of what you had, okay? Um, but you get all the pictures. Ta- you get every I dotted and T crossed, okay? Don't we? I come in there and, I, okay, send me, um, uh, you got your pictures, that's fine. Uh, you have your assignment of incomes. Oh, well, no, we didn't get that done yet. You're a fool. You've spent all this money for an entity that's the most powerful of its type in the world, and you don't even have any gas in the tank. You don't even have a key for it. Okay? Get yourself protected at the most. You can go through all the signing, you and your spouse, in about an hour's time. I sit down at the table one day. You sign them, pass them over to her. She signs them and passes them to you, and, and that's it. Okay, they're done. And you, you take, there's about, oh, I don't know how many pages there are that need notaries or need commissioner of oaths. Take them out. Don't let the people see your whole binder document. Take those pages out 
and and take them down to a notary or commissioner of oaths and have them do them all at once, one time. If you got to pay a little fee, but somebody just paid forty dollars a page, they went after me. Guys, come on, we've got people. If you can't find it in Canada and U.S., the most notaries in the U.S. do it for nothing, especially if you bank with them. Well, I take that back. Some of the banks are getting a little leery of notarizing now. But you can always go to the city um, um, you know, recorder's office or whatever, and they never charge me anything to notarize. So, and you're in and out. Boom, boom. In Canada, I heard there's no place really. Well, no, I, a couple of our clients wrote me, Mike, in this area. I don't remember what it is. But if you have a notary in your in your area, if you're in Calgary, if you're in Ontario, wherever you're at, Winnipeg, Send them to me where that person would be, so that I just now thought of this, so that we've got a, um, so that we get a list for Canada, we get a list for the U.S. Well, U.S. is no big deal. This is for Canada. Get a list because uh, there's places where people say, Mike, the notary here does it for nothing, or there's something else. It's not a notary. It's an MPP, and uh, I don't know. But there's a couple of different people that sign them for nothing. Don't pay any out any money. Uh, needlessly, okay? Let's see, what, what did we get here? Uh, hello, Dave and Rita. Does STS, does STS affect a person who received SSI, Medicare, etc.? I'm positive. I'm going to check with Bill tomorrow. I remember he gave me the answer to that once. But I'm positive that nothing beyond the, if it's paid by K-1 distribution, it does not affect Social Security whatsoever. They have to report everything. I don't think they have to report. Uh, Hildy, AMA, um, email that to me. <laughs> Guys, email it to me. Because, um, I'll just keep it in a separate file. I'll put a file on my desktop, in my uh, trust unit. Um, I don't know what AMA stands for, Hildy. Hildy. <laughs> I'm looking at Alberta and I said Hildy. So anyway, my friends, type in what it stands for, please. So I've got an idea. All right, my friends. Um, I think we had a very good call tonight. We will finish up on personal property, property protection next week. Don't miss it. Um, and Alberta Motor, Alberta Motor Vehicle Association. Gotcha. AMA. Okay. Uh, Michael, our family is praying for your good health and well-being. I appreciate that. I'm going through a little struggles, but I think I, we're getting it under control. Um, well, I appreciate everybody, and I sincerely do. I appreciate everybody that comes. I, I look to see every every week who's on the calls. And God bless each and every one of you. Good night, Mom and Dad, and I will talk to you next week, next Monday. Be here, same time, same station, and uh, look forward to sharing more with you. Good night.